Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. I'm Andrew Cannon, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Joy Power Break series. In each episode of the series, I'll be giving you a highlights tour of a superpower, which we have recently covered in depth in the Joy Superpower series. So why not grab a cup of tea or coffee, sit back and enjoy 10 minutes in my company as we reflect this week on the art and science of conflict resolution in relationships. Let's start our tour with a quote by Kenneth Cloak, director of the Center of Dispute Resolution. Every conflict we face in life is rich with positive and negative potential. It can be a source of inspiration, enlightenment, learning, transformation and growth, or rage, fear, shame, entrapment, and resistance. The choice is not up to our opponents, but to us and our willingness to face and work through them. To me, this quote captures the essence of how I can and should view conflicts as a learning experience. Not that I'm saying that I should go out of my way to pick a fight, but that when I do find myself in a conflict, the onus is very much on me to play my part in proactively resolving the conflict to learn from the experience and move on. As you all know, there are plenty of opportunities for conflict in relationships. Conflicts related to practical matters such as work, sex, housework, children, money, hobbies, as well as conflicts related to the quality of the relationship itself, listening, caring, respecting, treating, to name but a few. Conflict is very much a natural part of a relationship between two humans, and although there is much we can do to reduce the number of conflicts during a relationship. I very much doubt we can totally avoid them. So what does the science tell us about conflict and its resolution? Relationships take work, commitment, and willingness to adapt to the change with your partner. And science confirms that experiencing a conflict with your partner is not necessarily a bad thing. Lufos and Khan in their research in 2000 argue that conflict is an inevitable part of everyone's life and that it is even more true for those who live together in dating, intimate or marital relationships. In fact, members of the relationship have the tendency to influence one another and as a result, the increased interdependence can lead to disagreement and conflict regarding competing goals and self-interests that can directly affect both partners' well-beings. And that's according to research by Baker and McNulty in 2000. Digging deeper into the research, we explored the research conducted by Christiansen and Wolkunski in 1997, which explained that in a well-established relationship, conflict is the most important factor affecting satisfaction in the relationship. And our own research shows that the ability to successfully resolve conflicts in one's relationships is a key to living a joy-filled life. By fighting, you can either gain a better understanding of your partner and arrive at a solution that works for the both of you, or it can quickly escalate and turn into a disaster without resolving anything. Knowing how to handle a conflict is a critical skill to learn, helping you increase confidence and self-awareness. Fortunately, there are steps, tools, and techniques to build gratifying, healthy, and happy relationships that will fulfill individuals, and if handled with love, care, maturity, and understanding, can make for a truly joyful life. 
Here are the key tips we found when digging into the science. Before listening to this next section of the episode, I'd like to invite you to take a few deep breaths and think about some of the conflicts in your own relationships, past or present. Ask yourself, did you use any of these tips? If so, did they help? If not, why not? And for the tips you haven't used, ask yourself, could the outcome of the conflict have been different if you had used that tip? So go on, take a few deep breaths. The first thing we found is that communication is crucial in managing conflicts and their resolution. According to the research by Baker and McNulty, we can choose to implement constructive strategies to resolve conflict, such as agreement and compromise, or we can choose destructive strategies, such as conflict engagement, withdrawal, and defensiveness. I know in my own life, the withdrawal strategy has been my personal comfort zone strategy, to walk away, or as the crab inside me would say, to hide inside my own shell. And I've had to work hard at learning, I'm still learning to use the constructive strategies. The second tip we uncovered is to be aware of yourself, of the situation and the stories you create in your head before talking to your partner. If you create a pattern in your story where you are the victim all the time, for example, that will influence how you are handling the conflict. Another tip is to be direct and fully address the issue that bothers you without anger and without blaming your partner. This will give your partner guidance about what they can do to solve the problem without them perceiving themselves as the accused and you as the judge. Another tip is don't immediately become defensive and object to your partner's complaints. And even more importantly, don't respond to your partner's complaint with one of your own. This tit for tat certainly escalates the conflicts and deepens the wounds on both sides. And in the end, the benefit of conflict is that it forces you to grow together as a couple. We were certainly very excited to have discovered all of these tips as we dug into the science behind conflict resolution in relationships. And we were even more excited to have the opportunity to have Damon Philip as a guest on the Art and Science of Joy podcast. Damon is a certified senior professional relationship coach and founder and CEO of The Life Experts. Inspired by her own experience as a young woman having to go through a divorce, Dharma used her strength and resilience and decided to turn her pain into her life passion and found her life mission to help individuals and couples in transforming their deteriorating relationships into happy and harmonious ones through identifying and manifesting their highest potential, as well as changing their stories by overcoming self-limiting beliefs. I think we can all agree with Darman when she says that a good relationship is a wonderful antidepressant. The importance of a relationship is to feel happy, stress-free, enjoying each other's company. And that is only possible when it's built on a great foundation, consisting of compromises, trust, respect, loyalty, and love. One thing Darman said which resonated very much with me is that a relationship is not about adopting a partner's interests and sacrificing one's own needs, but that a solid foundation means having shared core values and goals. As Darman explains, relationships are not about two people looking at each other, but two people looking in the same direction. Darman believes that there aren't really any bad relationships, with a few exceptions, of course, only a lack of strategy, tools, and techniques. 
Before we look at these tools, I'd again like to ask you to take a moment to take some deep breaths. And this time, focus your imagination on your future self. And imagine yourself using these tools the next time a conflict arises in your own relationship. So go on, take a few breaths. Firstly, sit down and work with your partner to identify the root cause of the conflict and then address together that issue rather than what the particular conflict itself was about. And to do so directly, but without blame or judgment. The second tip is to avoid two words when trying to resolve conflict. And these are never and always. The way you begin a discussion has significant impact on the outcome. Darman finds that the first three minutes are the most important. So next time you're in a conflict, pay particular attention to how you behave during those first three minutes. The fourth tip is to nip problems in the bud. By resolving one problem at a time, you prevent negativity from growing on top of negativity until it grows to a level with all the problems gathered on top of each other that you and your partner can't process them anymore. Darman concluded our chat with the simple yet powerful words. Maintaining your sense of self in a relationship and understanding your partner is the key to survival of the relationship. And that's the thought I'd like to leave you with today. Focus on your sense of self and focus on the understanding of your partner. I hope you, our listeners, feel inspired and empowered by this little joy power break to use the power of conflict resolution in relationships to add more joy to your own life as well as to the life of your loved ones. If so, please visit our website, theartandscienceofjoy.com, to read more about this topic or to listen to the full episode with Darm and Philip, which you can also find on your favourite podcast platform by searching for The Art and Science of Joy. Whilst there, why not subscribe to our podcast and join us as we explore more and more joy superpowers? And why not hop onto social media and using the hashtag joysuperpowers share your own experience with resolving conflict in relationships. And if you don't already do so, please follow the Art and Science of Joy on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Come and join in the conversation and help us spread the power of joy. Why not start by sharing your thoughts on what brings you joy today? Thanks once again for listening. And I hope you tune in for the next Joy Power Break episode, when I'll be giving a highlights tour on the art and science of authenticity. Until then, farewell and stay joyful.